All right, guys, and welcome to week five. Week five of uh, First and Goal. I'm David Haslam. I'm great, good to be uh, with you guys today. Um, had a great week of watching football. A bit tired. Got up early and watched the uh, watched the London game, which was um, probably not not the greatest football game in the world, but nonetheless was was still somewhat entertaining. So um, you know, got up got up at, at one a.m. on. And then um, with the with the lightning delay in the Sunday night game, didn't get didn't get the nap that I that I usually get on a on a on a Monday uh, Monday afternoon to re- to recover a little bit. Um, and into a great game on 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 Monday or on Tuesday um, with the with the Baltimore Ravens and Indianapolis Colts game. So um, yeah, really really glad to be with you guys today. And um, without further ado, let's let's get into today's episode. All right, guys, first down this week. Um, let's start with the Friday game. Obviously, the biggest news out of that game is the injury to Russell Wilson. Um, so we saw the LA Rams take on the Seattle Seahawks 26-17. Um, look, it, w- it was a interesting game. Good to see Geno Smith back out there, uh, a guy who has been around the league for a long period of time in some tough spots. Uh, I know he was the starter in the New York Giants, uh, sorry, the New York Jets for a while and then had a couple of games for the Giants as well. So he's been around the league for for quite a while um, and uh, he um, he played pretty well. I thought he played pretty well. He, I think that I was surprised to see them, the, the Rams defense put, um, put a, put someone other than Jalen Ramsey on DK Metcalf once that happened, once the injury happened, because Jalen Smith was clearly trying to get the ball to DK Metcalf, who, you know, if if I was out there, that's what I'd be trying to do. Like, he's your best player. He's the one who's going to make plays. Um, you know, he does, like Russell Wilson has his connection with Tyler Lockett and, and um, the other receivers there in Seattle and is able to spread the ball around. But it was clear to me that, that Geno Smith was trying to get get the ball in his best player's hands, and that, and you know I was surprised that the Rams didn't just line Jalen Ramsey on him for the rest of the day. Um, yeah, I thought I thought the the Rams played okay, reasonably well. Um, you know, went back to running the football in the in the second half. It, they're just they're just strange in their identity at the moment. They don't seem to be really settled in what they want to do. Um, you know, some of their plays are really, really good, and they and they're, and they're really good at at delivering in key key moments. But um, like I keep saying, I feel like they they need to set up the run more, and they're a much better team when they start to um, start to run the football well. And they, and we don't seem to see that happen until they start making adjustments in the second half or late in the first half and stuff like that before um, before they start putting that in there. So yeah, so that's. Um, the you know Rams run away with that twenty six to seventeen in the end, um, but Seattle played really really well, um, considering Russell Wilson got injured. So um, yeah, and then we'll move into move into the the early game on on um, on Monday. Um, game kicked off at twelve thirty. We've also got one of them this week too that um, that ESPN I assume will show again. Um, it was a kind of a late addition for them, so. Um, unfortunately, I didn't pre- preview it in last last week's episode because uh, it was a very late edition. But anyway, um, that's all the Jets taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Jets were really, really, really slow to start. Um, you know, the first half was was really controlled by Atlanta. I think in the first quarter, they only had 
one possession, the Jets did, um, whilst Atlanta run the, run the ball down the field twice. Uh, Kyle Pitts played really well, um, got his first ever NFL touchdown over there in, in Tottenham. Um, so good to see good to see the the crowd in London and, and the NFL taking the, the games back there um, this year after obviously COVID ruined that opportunity for them last year. Um, I, I think it's really it's an interesting it's an interesting game um, to, to, to travel the NFL because you do lose home field advantage. You know the crowd obviously doesn't favor anyone, but they also don't like. And I saw this really evident in when the college football came to to Australia. Um, you go and watch the game, but the atmosphere is completely different because there no one's being loud on third down. No one's um, no one's supporting one specific team. Um, you know, I think I think it'd be really interesting if if uh, I don't know if like. If they still, if they tried to make it, um, they tried to emulate the conditions of an NFL game for a home field advantage. I don't know, like, if that would help, but, but like, similar to what they did, like, obviously last year with with the COVID window, um, you know, it should it should still remain a home game for one team, you know, and obviously they emulate sound effects last year with with the fact that there was no crowds. Um, maybe kind of taking that down a notch, but creating enough atmosphere for people to join in and sort of indicate when they should be loud and when they shouldn't and stuff like that. I don't know. Like it's um, just something that that I thoroughly enjoy as as a fan going to football games and and knowing what it's like there in the stadiums. Um, you know they, these novelty games. Well, they're not novelty games. They're international games. Um, you know, you do lose your home field advantage and, and it's something that create that helps create atmosphere at the football games. So uh, might be just something to think about for the NFL and, and think about for the, for the teams that travel over there. Um, yeah, obviously really cool stadium there, there in Tottenham. They've, they've um, developed the pitch inside the stadium so that um, it's a matter of retracting the football pitch or the, or the soccer pitch, if you will, um, into... In, and then the NFL pitch comes up from underneath, and then obviously you just got to create the the line markings and the um and the uh, end zones for whoever's playing. So um, yeah, I think it's an interesting thing. There's also it looks like likely there's going to be a game in Germany um, next year or the year after, and then um, yeah, I, I might talk about this in fourth down, but the the future of international games um, will be an interesting topic. Uh, let's move on to the the field goal fest or the or the lack thereof um, in the Cincinnati Bengals and Green Bay Packers game. Uh, I thought I thought that this game um, was going to be closer than people thought. So obviously Green Bay are playing some really good football, um, but Cincinnati are three and one for a reason. Um, and going into that game, I think they're playing really well as well. Um, you know, and and when they're able to run the football. Um, with Joe Mixon, it really opens up Joe Burrow to be able to do more. Um, you know, him and Jamar Chase are having a really, really good chemistry, um, and they're and they're able to replicate some of the things they did at LSU. Uh, so I I like I actually like Cincinnati um, to make the playoffs this year in a, in a tough division there um, in the AFC North. So I I think I think um, Cincinnati are playing playing good football. Um, obviously, they had a chance to win that game. 
You know, there was four field goals, I believe, missed in in succession um, before Mason Crosby got a chance in overtime to to win the game um, and finally won it for for Green Bay. So um, yeah, I thought I thought it was a good game. Um, then we'll move into so the Minnesota Vikings and, and Detroit Lions game in the early window as well. Um, you know, it's Detroit are, Detroit aren't playing terrific football. They are trying their hardest, but they're not they're not playing terrific football. There there's opportunities for them to win the game when when they can and when and if they if they want to, you know, like they they need to score more points. They've they've um, had two really tough games in, in short, like in low games in, um, you know, Baltimore Ravens winning off a field goal and um, and then now with Minnesota winning off a field goal. But, you know, 17 points is not going to win you a game in the NFL um, unless, unless your defense is super, super good. And I know Dan Campbell is, is getting super emotional in press conferences and um, he's he really really keen to, to, to get these guys a win. Um, you know, he got really emotional at, at the press conference talking about how, how much these guys are trying and how much, um, yeah, how, how much that he wants them to win. But, you know, you've got to score more points. So um, that's the key thing there, you know. Um, I think Minnesota are, 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 a, are a strange team at the moment. They can score lots of points. And then all of a sudden they can only score a small a small amount. So um, I, I actually thought that they were going to be, win this game, you know, quite convincingly with the with the star player that they have. You know, Dalvin Cook was out, but Alexander Madison is is playing terrific. You know, um, probably going to cost me a fantasy game, which uh, I'll I'll talk about in the in the third down. But um, yeah, I think that was good. Um, Pittsburgh beat beat Denver twenty seven to nineteen. Um, you know Ben Roethlisberger showed some signs of uh, of being being back to you know some sort of capability. Um, you know with two touchdown passes, but Najee Harris had himself a real game, and I think that's the key to getting Pittsburgh back to back to a um, back to the playoffs or back to an ability for them to win lots of football games. You know taking that pressure off Big Ben. To be able to just throw the ball every down, you know, limiting his his um his pass attempts to twenty five yesterday, and throwing two touchdowns while Najee Harris runs for one hundred and twenty two yards, um, you know that that's that's a big thing for them to be able to continue to win some football games. So Najee Harris a great pickup for them from from this year's draft. Um, Denver Teddy Bridgewater played well in the second half, um, but. You know, like I'd like to see them get back to back to form. They they're a bit of a an odd team. They have a really good defense, but um, haven't you know haven't haven't played super well the last couple of weeks, and they're now lost two games um, in a row. So yeah, not not a not a good not a good um, not a good set for them at the moment. Um, Tampa Bay smashed Miami 45 to 17. Um, you know, Tom Brady threw for 400 yards and five touchdown passes, which is the first time he's ever done that in his career, which is super hard to believe given how long he's been in the league. Um, but he just got weapons all over the place in Tampa Bay. I I think that um, I think that just there, yeah, like I think that 
it's it's important for them to be able to keep keep this offensive streak going um, after last week playing in playing in you know wet and windy conditions up in up in Foxborough, New England. Um, going back to uh, going back to Tampa Bay, sunny conditions, you know, hot, warm. Throw the football around. Um, the ability to do that, I think, is really important for them. So um, it was good good to see them. Uh, New Orleans beat Washington. Um, New Orleans is a really interesting football team at the moment with the fact that um, with the fact that James Winston is is playing well, but only doing uh, what he has to. So um, I don't know if the turnovers or um, if the low low completion percentage is, is a, a bothering factor for Sean Payton. I know that. That's something that Drew Brees spoke about yesterday in the Sunday night game um, in some of the coverage there with the fact that Sean Payton's not used to that. You know, he, he's someone who likes to have a high completion percentage but take what the defense gives you and only have to throw the ball deep when you have to. Um, and, that, and you know, whereas James Winston has a history of being a gunslinger. Um, and like, like Drew Brees says, you got to give that guy time, like you know, trying to coach something out of someone who's who that's their default setting, is really really difficult. Um, but you know that I don't think I don't like Sean Payton to uh, chances of losing like two games in a row and stuff like that. So um, you know that's why I thought that they would win this game um, against Washington, um, which is is uh, good for the NFC East, I guess. Um, Philadelphia beat Carolina 21-18 in Carolina. I thought this game was a bit interesting. Um, you know, Sam Darnold's not playing the greatest football at the moment, which is a bit bit uh, a bit difficult for him. Um, Christian McCaffrey, I thought, was going to come back and play. He was still out. Um, so I think that's important to, to getting them back to, to where they've been for the part, like the last couple of weeks, excluding the, the loss to Dallas. Um Jalen Hurts carried the ball for two touchdowns. There was a, a punt block to set up the game winner. Um, really interesting sort of football game there. Um, Tennessee Titans uh, um, won against Jacksonville, 37-19. to Derrick Henry scored three three rushing touchdowns. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence is playing okay at the moment. He He's running the football in for touchdowns and passing the football for touchdowns. Um, it's just a matter of of controlling the game. I think I think that 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 game last week was a little bit of a, a different game plan than what we saw against Cincinnati. Um, obviously, there's a bit of a issue at the moment with Urban Wire and and how the the organisation is handling that, um, and maybe a little bit of disjointed disjointedness between the team and the coaching staff. Um, with the fact that Urban Wire stayed in Cincinnati or stayed in Ohio. Um, you know, didn't fly back with the team. That's something that seemed to be big to um, a lot of analysts and a lot of uh, previous coaches and players in, in the NFL. And you know, like that, you expect to see your your coach on the on the team bus or on the team plane. Um, you know, so their game plan. I'd like to see them go back to to what they did at Cincinnati. Um, you know, Cincinnati, a good football team, and they and they really stuck it to them and. That's something like they should get a win pretty soon. They travel to London this week, um, which I'll talk about in second down. Um, 
Then we got uh, New England and, and the Houston Texans. New England won 25-22. Uh, Houston jumped out to a big lead early. Um, Davis Mills was playing really well until uh, until um, they came back in the end and, and won 25-22. Um, I, I don't see the... Um, I don't see them loving Mac Jones. So everyone's talking about, you know, Mac Jones and, and how well he's playing and stuff like that. Um, I see a team that's managing a rookie quarterback. Um, they're not really pushing, like allowing him to push the ball downfield. It's very conservative, lots of screen passes, lots of um, probably dictating where the ball goes and stuff like that. Like it's, it is, um, I, I see a team managing a rookie QB. I don't think that we will know how much trust and, and faith that New England have in Mac Jones for, you know, a long period of time, like maybe next year. Um, because, yeah, I just see them managing him. Obviously, you know, you hear about his work ethic and stuff like that, and you've got to love it. Um, but I'm just saying how I see it. Uh, you know, like from watching some of that game um, through Red Zone and stuff, it's just it's a lot of screen passes. Um, and a lot of, you know, a lot of... A lot of yeah, it's it's not it's not a super. Here's the keys to the kingdom. So um, I'd be really interested to see how that pans out in New England over the next couple of years, and whether or not they actually do believe he's a franchise quarterback and and the long term solution and re- replacement to Tom Brady. Um, but for now, yeah, that that's what I see. Um, Justin Fields got his first win against the Vegas Raiders inside Vegas. Um, you know, Vegas didn't play very well at all. They had a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of miscues on offense. Only scored one touchdown after being pretty powerful on offense over the last um, couple of couple of weeks. Um, so, you know, obviously there's a there's a bit of there's a bit of an issue there with their coaching staff and um, some some released some released emails from back when. Um, from back when John Gruden was actually on Monday Night Football, so that's something that uh, that will come out over the next couple of years. Um, it's I mean next couple of weeks. It sounds like Adam Schefter has has said that they have um, released some more emails to um, to the organization at Vegas Raiders, and and I guess that there'll be some sort of decisions on um, some sort of punishment, I guess, for those emails. Um, you know, coming up, but but it's going to be really hard to to work out over the next couple of weeks what what the what the Las Vegas Raiders are going to look like. Um, next game we, is the Chargers in Cleveland in in um, in LA. Uh, what a fantastic game! What a fantastic offensive game, I should say. Um, you know, final score forty seven to forty two. Um, Chargers are scoring scoring all over the place. So are the Cleveland Browns. Um, I really like the Chargers at the moment. They're playing some good football. Uh, looks like they're going to take control and and probably win um, the the AFC West. Um, you know, I think it's their division to lose at the moment. So they're playing some really good football. Cleveland had some tough losses now with that game, and and then also narrowly losing to to Kansas City early on. Um, so you know, they they just need to find a way to to win these win these tough games against big opponents. Um, Cowboys beat the Giants forty-four to twenty. Cowboys played really, really well. Um, 
you know, the Giants had some issues with with injuries throughout the game. Saquon Barkley got injured. Daniel Jones got injured. Um, you know, came in with with a couple of injuries to wide receivers that that didn't play. Um, so I think I think the Cowboys are playing some really good football. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they go over the next couple of weeks. Um, they've got uh, the the Patriots, then a bye, and then move into um, move into some other tough games. Uh, they've got a they've got a game against Kansas City at Arrowhead in a, in probably about a month's time. That I'm really really keen to see how that game pans out. Um, we'll talk about it later, but um, you know, it's historically the Cowboys don't play well in in cold weather games or or rainy weather. Um, Arizona picked up another win. They're undefeated at this stage against um, against the San Francisco 49ers, 17-10. A closer game than than people would have thought. That that San Francisco defense kind of held Arizona um, to only 17 points. Um, Really good uh, from from them, Um, you know. Yeah, and then um, and then Buffalo taking on Kansas City. Um, Buffalo won 38-20. Kansas City looked pretty pretty bad at the moment if I'm honest um they're not able to do a lot you know and uh I think obviously the conditions don't help with Kansas City playing the way that they want to play um and that makes it hard but you know there was clear dominance from Buffalo um I'm sure yeah the conditions made it really really hard for Patrick Mahomes to be able to throw the ball and down the field and come back in that game at any sort of capacity um, after you know, yeah, after what happened, but I think um, I think that they've got a lot that they need to fix um, in Kansas City. They can't rely just on just on their passing game, and it's something that they spoke about coming out of that Super Bowl um, last year. They need to be able to run run teams out of a cover two defense, essentially meaning that you run the football until they have to put a safety in the box, and that allows you to be able to um, be able to pass the ball over the top, and where you know, and that's something that they they struggled to do in the Super Bowl last year, and ultimately um, was part of the reason that they lost that game. You know that and and lack of protecting Patrick Mahomes. So um, yeah, it'd just be interesting to see how they go how they go throughout the season. I, I actually think that um, they will struggle to make the playoffs in a in a tough AFC. Yeah, you know, they've got a couple of wild card, wild card spots um, and they're currently two and three. So um, you, you, you really need to really need to win some football games pretty soon um, in, in the AFC that's becoming, you know, it's becoming a bit tough to, to pick up that last, that last spot. So um, be interesting to see how they go, um, you know, and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out in a couple of weeks. And the last week of the uh, last game of the week is was the um, Indianapolis Colts and the Baltimore Ravens. I felt like this game was really interesting at the end. Um, you know, the Colts were playing really good in the first uh, first first half of scoring off the one of the first plays of the game to on a screenplay to Jonathan Taylor. Um, you know, they had they had Baltimore pretty out of sorts for majority of the game until uh, Baltimore caught, scored sixteen points in the fourth quarter. Um, Lamar Jackson completing about 80, 83% of his passes and um, threw for 442 yards and four touchdown passes. Um, 
yeah, I thought that he was super clutch. I think that it, it's super hard to to um, to defend him nowadays, um, or even attack him as as a bad passer because what I saw from him yesterday was incredible. Um, you know, I think that the offensive line um, played really well in the past game. You know, like they're known for running the football, but the amount of time that he had on some of those late throws was ridiculous and um, fantastic for their for their team. You know, it allowed Mark Andrews to get open, um, allowed you know um, Lamar Jackson to survey the field. So I thought I thought it was really good from him. Um, good to see Hollywood Brown play play well after that game against um, against Detroit a couple of weeks ago where they were where there was uh, plenty of drops from him. So um, yeah, I, th- I think it'll be good to see how they go as a football team moving forward. They currently have sixteen players on IR. Sixteen players. It's pretty pretty ridiculous. Um, so hopefully they'll get some of those players back. I know a few of them are. Uh, season-ending in injuries. So, um, but right now they're, they're a good football team. They're they're solely um, solely in the lead in the AFC North, um, and you know it's it's going to be um, a good a good season for them with the way that they're playing. So, be be very interesting to see how they go down the track and a, and another good win from from Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, unfortunately, their record is broken now. They only tied the hundred yards um, in consecutive weeks for for rushing. So, um, you know, I guess that they'll they'll be happy with that. All right, guys, let's start with second down. And uh, on first game is on Friday, the fifteenth of October at eleven twenty a.m. Um, and that'll be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Philadelphia Eagles um, in in Philadelphia. Uh, I, I really think this is a good matchup for Tampa Bay to, to win. Um, you know, I haven't seen enough from Philadelphia lately to, to say that they can keep this game competitive. Um, Tampa Bay are going to score a lot of points. Um, you know, Philadelphia aren't, aren't known for scoring points at the moment. They've got to find a flick and flick a switch offensively to score, you know, 28 to 30 to 35 points in this game to, to even keep it competitive. Um, I, and I, I really think that, you know, I, I, I had a quick look at the weather. It looks like it'll be it'll be fine there in Philadelphia, um, which I was I was hoping that maybe you know maybe if it was a windy and, and wet day that 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 could be a good leveler. But um, yeah, unfortunately for Eagles fans, I, I I think that this game is a um, yeah it's a tough matchup for you guys to to try and to try and take that coming off. Um, you know, some low-scoring affairs. Don't be wrong. You 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 just come off a, a win against Carolina Panthers, which is they they are a good football team, but they are a bit depleted and and not playing terrific at the moment without Christian McCaffrey. So you know, I, I really think you guys are going to have to find another touchdown or two in your offense. Um, than than we've been seeing out there. So, um, yeah, my my money's on Tampa Bay. Um, the next game that's that's televised will be the Miami Dolphins Jacksonville well, Miami Dolphins Jacksonville Jaguars game uh, in Tottenham. So this is on at twelve thirty a.m. on on uh, Sunday night or Monday morning. Um, you know, early wake up if you if you're gonna get up or maybe even pull an all nighter. But uh, I actually think this game's gonna be really good. So Tua Tagovailoa sounds like he's gonna play. He's been pulled off IR um, today. 
and um, and that's something that to keep an eye on. But if he can play, good matchup, I think. Um, you know, I think Jacoby Brissett's done a really good job with Miami, so it'd be interesting to see if Tua is rusty um, and how that's all going to go for them. But I'd like to see Jacksonville um, return to the, like I said, with that offense that they had against Cincinnati. You know, they really took it to Cincinnati, who are a good defense. Um, you know, and and if if they can stay with some consistent um, run game and 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 manage Trevor Lawrence, so he doesn't have to just like throw the ball around uh, for you know forty attempts or whatever. Like it's it's uh, you know he needs to be maintained and, and managed as a, as a rookie QB. He's obviously very talented, and I, I'm doing it wrong. Like I, I wouldn't manage him as heavily as say the Patriots are managing Mac Jones. Um, I'd still allow him to push the ball down the field, but just just needs to manage his his reps and, and put him in some better positions to to win football games. So I think this is a really good opportunity for Jacksonville to get their first win of the season. Um, yeah, I'm really interested to see how 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 that game pans out. Um, the next game that's that's on the on 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 TV was um, there's two ESPN games. Obviously, one seven a.m. seven mate game at, at four a.m. The first uh, the first ESPN game at at four a.m. is the LA Rams versus the New York Giants. Um, it looks like you know the Giants are going to be pretty depleted. I probably wouldn't pick this game. As ESPN, um, with with the injuries that New York have, I think the LA Rams are going to win this one pretty convincingly. Um, just because, yeah, the the Giants aren't going to look anything like their regular team. You know, Daniel Jones is likely out for a couple of weeks. Um, Saquon Barkley's out for a couple of weeks. Um, so it's going to be hard for them to to get a really competitive team available there. Uh, the next game is Kansas City at Washington. Um, so I would, I, I would think that, um, that Kansas city will, will bounce back pretty hard at this game. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it, it, it was tough. It's been tough to watch them play the past couple of weeks. They don't look like themselves. They rely on gimmicky plays to, to get on the board, you know? And, and I, I think one of the things that's kind of overlooked and obviously that game against Baltimore was a tough game, but. To score points, they had to go to that random "Who's the QB?" play, um, you know, and that that was their their main like you know main start for for points in that game. And I thought, like, well, you you're going to a gimmicky play to score points. It's not like and and try and get yourself started. And I, and I think that's something that it's it's hard to hard to watch with with the with the Chiefs. Obviously, that game. I would say favored Baltimore in terms of the weather and the way that they play and stuff like that. But, um, and, and it probably could have been more competitive if it was a, like a, a nice sunny day and stuff like that. But, but, um, you know, don't get me wrong, Baltimore were definitely, I mean, um, Buffalo were definitely the better, the better football team on, on Monday. So, um, yeah, I, I, I've got this to be a bounce back game for Kansas City. I don't know what the line is, but I'm sure I'll put it into my, um, into my bets for this week because, uh, I love a I love a good football team bouncing back against a um, yeah formidable opponent. So um, the next game is uh, is actually probably the game of the round, um, and that is the LA Chargers taking on the Baltimore Ravens. 
So really good matchup there. Um, going to be interesting to see how Lamar Jackson plays um, this week. You know, if, if they can go back to running the football or if they're going to have to rely on him passing the ball too. You don't really want to make this game a shootout with uh, Justin Herbert. He's playing out of his skin. I think uh, I think the Chargers probably win this game um, just purely because of the fact that I think they have more points in them. You know, they'll be able to run the football. They'll be able to um, score, you know, with, with Mike Williams and, um, and Keenan Allen and everything else that they do down there. And it's like, yeah, I just think that they have more points in them and, and used to scoring points. So I think that's something that uh, Baltimore won't be able to come back. They won't be able to keep up with with um, with the charges there. So that's my that's my pick for that one. Uh, in the seven twenty five um, window, we have we have only two games um, that are available to us anyway, but they're the. On, on 7-8, it's the Raiders taking on the Denver Broncos. Uh, this is going to be a really interesting game. I'm probably going to stay away from this on the betting front. Um, I, I do like Vegas to bounce back um, after last week. A lot of turmoil in, in the organization. Um, but I just, I don't know, like teams can thrive on that. And, and you know, Talking like and, and hearing some of the players talk about what they've been through, and you know, I think it'll be, it'll be, it's time to hand that team over to the players and go. It wasn't just Coach Gruden who was who was making this team great. You know, some of these players have a lot to prove, and and I think that that's something that they they will take very seriously heading into that game. Um, I actually think that the Raiders will will beat Denver there. Um, the next game on ESPN is the Dallas Cowboys traveling to New England to play uh, the Patriots. So obviously the Cowboys are playing really, really good football. Um, I think the Cowboys will win this game. The I think that it'll be interesting to see how how they go against a, a pretty good defense there in in New England. You know, like Bill Belichick always brings a good defense. Um, I look at the weather; it seems to be fine. Sometimes the Cowboys can struggle in cold and wet environments, um, especially, you know, with the way that they, they've been operating. So, um, yeah, it would be interesting to see how they, how they play there. I think, I think I'm think i a little bit uh, sceptical of the, of, of the faith that the Patriots have in Mac Jones. Like, if you actually watch the way that they play him, he is very... Very well managed, like very well managed. So uh, it's a lot of screen plays. It's not a lot of um, pushing the ball down the field. It's a lot of playing within a short to medium, um, uh, short to medium like window. And I think that that's something to keep an eye on for for New England. Obviously, you know that's the way that they have played for a long period of time. But I'd like to see them show a little bit more um, trust in in Mac Jones. And sort of see how they go, you know. It's something that that you we have to see them build trust in, and and obviously, you know, like I said before, you do manage your your rookie QBs, but I'd like to see a bit a bit more trust out of um, out of the Patriots to go to Mac Jones, you know, and see see what this guy's really really made of. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think the Cowboys probably win this game, um, you know, by by ten or more, um, just because of their what they're capable to do on their offense at the moment and scoring in, in multiple different ways. Um, and their defense is playing 
very, very well. So it's going to be interesting to see if Trayvon Diggs can get his pick this week. Um, like, because like I said, you know, New England are managing Mac Jones pretty, pretty well and limiting his passing opportunities. So I think it'll be interesting to see if, if Trayvon Diggs gets his pick. Uh, the next game on, on Monday is the 11 20 game, um, and that's the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, Geno Smith will be starting. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off a win. I think I think this is a good opportunity for Pittsburgh to maybe find some momentum uh, after coming off that win against Denver last week. You know, Najee Harris is important, and, and um, getting him involved in the in the play is, is is massive for them. So I think I think it'll be really interesting to see how how that game pans out. I actually I think Pittsburgh win that game. Um, you know, I think they find some bit of form going into it. And and uh, yeah, I think Jenna Smith will play well there. Don't get me wrong. So, um, and then on on Tuesday, the last game of the round is Buffalo taking on Tennessee, um, in 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 Tennessee. I like this game. Uh, I think it's a good matchup. Um, I think that if Tennessee can score some points and run the football well, they can stay in it. Um, but. It, it's going to be hard for their defense. The defense is not the greatest there in Tennessee, and, and Buffalo is playing fantastic football. So, um, you know, uh, my my money is with Buffalo to win that game, but um, I'm hoping that it's it's a tight contest. It's it's one where um, Derrick Henry runs a bit wild, and um, and they can rely on uh, like rely on you know AJ Brown to catch a couple of passes, Ryan Tannehill to play well. Um, and and sort of keep that game quite competitive, but yeah, my, I, I would say that Buffalo would win that game. All right, guys. Uh, so third down time. Um, let's start with fantasy. Looks like I've got my uh, first loss of the year in in my two QB league. Um, Patrick Mahomes pretty much bad display. Um, let me down a little bit. Um, I was lucky enough. I had Tom Brady starting. You know, got forty points for me, which was great. Um, so yeah, just got to get better at managing that team now that David Montgomery's out. Um, you know, had to put him in the IR and, and pick up someone else. So um, yeah, I'm sure I'll I'll uh, pick back up for that. Um, we'll see how we go. Um, <clears throat> on the on the betting front, look, it wasn't the wasn't the best, but wasn't the worst display for me last week. Um, you know, I got got Arizona right. I got New Orleans right for you guys um, with the Lions. Um, unfortunately, didn't get Carolina and Minnesota right um, with the lines that they had. Um, I was a bit unlucky with the anytime touchdown scorers for you guys with my Tyler double for, for Friday's game. Um, you know, Tyler Lockett caught a, caught a, a touchdown pass, but unfortunately it was a holding call um, that, that stopped that from happening. And then also the, uh, you know, there was a defensive pass interference on a, on a deep ball to Tyler Lockett, which if, if, they didn't commit that foul. He probably would have scored too. So, um, you know, wasn't wasn't too bad. Um, a bit disappointing to to let you guys down on that one. Um, but you know, hopefully we'll bounce back this week. And you know, two out of four ain't too bad. We just need to get just need to get back into um, majority. So we'll um, yeah for this week we'll we'll get into uh, the 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 lines and bets for this one. All right, guys, so for this week, we'll start on the Thursday game or the Friday game, if you will. Um, Tampa Bay, their line is minus seven. And I, I think that this game is something that Tampa Bay, um, it favors Tampa Bay. 
So, you know, if they score 35, 42 points, I just can't see um, Philadelphia scoring 28, you know, 21 points. Um, they probably, yeah, they probably score around 21 points in this matchup. And, and that's something that, you know, then they, there's your line. So that's my logic. And I would take Tampa Bay minus seven um, at $1.94 in that game. Uh, I'll get into the exotics for that game a bit later. Um, like I mentioned, a bit unfortunate last week with uh, the Tyler double. Um, the next game I would take is I would take the uh, Kansas City Chiefs um, against the Washington football team, and that's another line of seven. Um, Kansas City, look, they're a, they're a team that is struggling at the moment, but again, they're a, te- they're a good football team on a bounce back and something that, that I like to bet in favor of. You know these these teams come out and they and they fire. So um, there's plenty of points out of Kansas City. You know, going to be hard for Washington to keep up. Um, so again, same same logic for that one. Um, the the next one is um, is the Chargers are actually underdogs at Baltimore. Um, I think that this is a matchup that you know it's 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 hard to predict. But again, another another high scoring offense, and it's going to be really interesting to see if Baltimore can keep up, like last like yesterday um, in the in the game against Colts. You know, only scoring, um, you know, twenty five points or whatever is, um, yeah, it was it was easy enough for them to come back and and well, not easy enough. It was still difficult, but um, to come back. Whereas. Uh, the LA Chargers, that doesn't happen to them. They keep scoring. They'll keep scoring. They'll keep, you know, putting points on the board and um, make it impossible for a team like Baltimore to be able to, to be able to come back. So that's obviously um, that's the way it'll go. I think, um, you know, it's it's three point line paying a dollar eighty four. If you're feeling ambitious, you could take you could even take the Chargers head to head at two dollars twenty eight. Um, the next game that I would take is I would take the um, I would take the the Arizona Cardinals at Cleveland Browns. At the moment, Arizona are paying $2.28. Um, the line is $3 in favor of... Uh, I mean, the line is three points in favor of Cleveland. But I I would go against that, and I would take Arizona with a plus three-point start. Um, Arizona scored plenty of points, similar to the Chargers, um, how they played last week. I think that um, they'll bounce back from a pretty low-scoring... Um, show from against uh, San Francisco. So I'd like to see them um yeah bounce back pretty hard. The another another one to to watch is the um is the Cincinnati Bengals and that's a a, a, point, a, a line of three and a half. Um that's another one I like. I also like um I actually also like Jacksonville to win this week. Um you know just because it's gonna. It's just gonna take some time for them to win, and and I think now is that window, you know. So um, against Miami, Tua is back. Tua can be rusty. Um, we've seen it before. He he's not really an explosive player. Uh, if this gets into a low scoring affair and and Miami don't score enough points to win, then um, you know Trevor Lawrence will be able to score some points and, and it could be like a 24-17 sort of sort of win for Jacksonville. So um, really interested to see that game. I will get up early and watch it. There's another another sort of novelty, um, a novelty one for you. Um, in terms of in terms of uh, the novel like a, an exotic bet for this week, um, I like I like multiple touchdown scorers for um, 
for Tampa Bay, you know, whether it's Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, or Rob Gronkowski, um, should he be back, which I believe he is, um, those sort of players, you know, anytime touchdown scorers, I, th- I think is a is a big thing. Um, I would probably take I would take um, Antonio Brown. I think that that's that's the guy that they'll um, they'll look to, and then I'll also take um, Jalen Hurts to run run a run the ball in, um, or yeah, the, I, I think the the two ones that I would take would I would take Antonio Brown and Jalen Hurts, um, or alternatively for a little bit more value, I would take Zach Ertz and um, Rob Gronkowski at uh, you know both paying two dollars thirty and and three dollars. Um, Three dollars thirty. So, yeah, they're, they're my novelty bets for for, for Thursday's matchup. Um, so, feel like if you feel like joining in, join in and um, and remember gamble responsibly and only within your means. Um, I use sports bet, so odds may fluctuate with um, with whoever your betting provider is. All right, guys. For fourth down today, um, we thought we'd do something a little bit different. So I've start, asked a few people to send me in some questions and um, and I've got my, my partner here, Erin, who's going to ask me the questions um, and then I'm, I'm just going to answer them. A couple of them are um, uh, personal related, so sort of like trying to trying to get a little bit more of get to know your, your host um, and a couple of them are, are football related. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll introduce Erin. Erin? Hey guys. <laughs> How are you today, Erin? Yeah, not too bad. You're Doing right. pretty good. All right, I feel like I'm not going to know or understand many of the answers to these questions, so this might be a little bit interesting. Okay. okay. Let's just jump straight into it. Which rookie QB would you start a franchise with and why? Um, I think at the moment I would start a franchise with Justin Fields. I think he has... Who's that? The, Who's he played for? So he, he plays for the Chicago Bears that came out of Ohio State in the last couple of years. Hmm. Um, he's a really big-bodied, dual-threat quarterback. Um, I think he's... The fact that he's so... Um, so big-bodied means that he won't get injured as much and he seems to be able to handle a little bit more um, of the hits... I think he's got a big upside compared to some of the some of the quarterbacks that are in that are came out of the draft this year. Uh, obviously, Trevor Lawrence is there, but um, I just think that some of the stuff that I've seen out of him in college, and you know, if if he's in a if he's in a team with a uh, a well structured um, offense, then I think that that he would be quite successful straight off the bat. Somewhere like somewhere like um, San Francisco, if they had taken him, I think he'd be successful straight away. So that, that's why. I would take Justin. Fields. Good answer. That's probably what I would have said too. <laughs> All right, next question. Who do you think will win the NFC and AFC championships and then the Super Bowl? Ooh, big question. Yeah, it's a bit, bit early for this prediction, I think, but um but at the moment I I really like um Buffalo and the LA Chargers to to win the well, to go to the AC Championship. Um, the reason being is I think that Buffalo will probably be the number one seed, and then um, the Chargers be the two seed. Key thing there to me will be that that game will likely be in Buffalo in January, um, and if that's in Buffalo in January, the weather's going to be a real key factor for um, for the Chargers, who are pretty high explosive, um, high powered offense. They can score plenty of points. 
you know, and they won't be able to to throw the football the way they've been doing inside an indoor arena. So, um, you know, those sort of things come pretty big when, when you're playing in in somewhere in the in the north northeast, um, like like when New England had all their runs through Foxborough. Um, so I think Buffalo will, will win the AFC Championship, and um, yeah, I think it'll be against the Chargers. Um, in the NFC side, I, I actually think, and I do like the um, the Cowboys to do get to the NFC Championship game. Of course you're going to say that. <laughs> um, and I, I, I think that they'll probably play Tampa Bay. The key thing for the Cowboys to me is the fact that their division is not very strong. And if they can pull out some of these wins that um, other divisions are, are tougher in, you, you can end up getting the number one seed just because of that. Um, I don't know. I don't know, and I don't think that if they play someone like the Packers or play someone like Buccaneers, that they'll win the NFC Championship and go to the Super Bowl. But if it'll be interesting to see if they play someone like Arizona, um, who are both teams that have like staff and, and players who haven't been to the NFC Championship in a long in a long time. You know, something like experience is is a big thing for. For those sort of games, um, so you know it depends on who they play. I, I, I think um, I think if Tampa, if Tampa, if it's Tampa Dallas, then Tampa win. If it's Dallas Arizona, then Dallas win. And it'd be really interesting to see if there's a Dallas Buffalo Super Bowl. Um, you know, something that we had we got plenty of experience in in, in the early nineties when when the Cowboys won two against Buffalo in in three years. So, so what are you saying, Cowboys to win the Super Bowl? Potentially, potentially. <laughs> Okay. What are your thoughts on the John Gruden emails and that whole situation? Is this the racist guy? Oh, yeah, pretty much. The racist emails yeah. from thanks, 2011? Thanks to, thanks to Ryan. I, I usually don't like to pass comment on these sort of things, but Why I guess not? it's part of, I don't know, just scared of my opinion being different to other people's and stuff like that. I mean, I definitely think that there's, there's no place for any of um, any of the context of those emails in you know the modern world and and in in America and in the league at the moment. Um, I do think it's really interesting the the players and and teammates and um, even like Mike Trico who who used to host uh, Monday Night Football with John Gruden for years. Um, you know, never had any problems with him. And stuff like that. So, um, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I, the evidence is there to prove that he's done some terrible things, and you know, rightfully has been has been, um, you know, resigned, and um, they've taken down his his place in the Hall of Fame there in in Tampa Bay. Really? Um, yeah, in the in the Ring of Honor. Um, so you know, like were the emails sort of really bad? They, I haven't actually seen the emails. The emails were the emails were. Um, were released after an investigation into the Washington Redskins. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. He like his his the Redskins. Uh, well, at that time it was the Washington oh, okay. Redskins. Um, they they then were released to to the New York Post, um, which is how this all came out. Mm-hmm. So um, I haven't seen the emails. You know, I can only go off what what people have said. But you know, definitely there's a lot of emails there and a lot of um, derogatory terms used. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's it's not good. Um, I just think that it, it it's interesting to to hear from from people who he's worked with, and and I, I would love to hear from people like Darren Waller, people like um, Carl Nassib, who are 
you know, players in the, in the Raiders um, organization at the moment that he's been around for the last three years and see what their opinions are on him. You know, like, um, I just don't, I don't like, I don't like making judgment on people for past a- actions. And that's something that, um, you know, I, I try to avoid, but it's, you know, it's obviously, they're pretty, they're pretty serious allegations and um, he's been disciplined the way that he, the NFL see fit. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to hear more from, more from current players and, and see what their opinions are on the matter. I think that's important. Mm. All right, and then straight into some more lighthearted questions. Um, what is your favourite football movie? Uh, or my favorite is probably like it's probably any given Sunday. Um, that's a really good football movie um, with Jamie Fox and um, and it's it's about it's about a, a um, an old coach and it's a pretty it's a pretty re- really well filmed um, football movie like quite intense um, yeah really well filmed football movie so I, I really enjoy that one. Um, uh, another one that maybe not many people have seen is uh, is a movie called The Replacements with um, Keanu Reeves, and uh, that's that's really good. Um, it's based on a true story, like loosely based. But back in the nineties, um, there was a players' strike, which actually meant that some teams were uh, bringing in replacement players to oh, play yeah, in yeah, the NFL. And so, um, and so that's that's a movie that. Is very loosely based, but it's it's a quite a, quite a good film, um, a bit lighthearted, but some good football quality in there. Um, yeah, and then you've got your the usual sports, um, the sports dramas like Friday Night Lights and Varsity Blues, and that they're not movies. Stuff, they're, yeah, they're movies. are they? Oh. <laughs> they're movies. Though. They're I movies. thought they were TV shows. Well, Friday Night Lights is a TV show and a movie. Oh. But, um, yeah. All right. So, what's your favorite? You just my favorite off is Any Given Sunday. Okay. Key, key mention also for there's a movie coming out in December um, about Kurt Warner's life. Um, I'll post the trailer on 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 the on my Instagram, but it, it looks really good and, and it's quite a um, interesting story for him after coming out of arena football to then play for the St Louis Rams and um, you know have have a really successful career in the NFL. All right, last question: How many NFL games to, and do you have any tips? or tricks for fans or what do you recommend for fans who are going to games Sorry, can you say how many nfl games have you been to oh yeah um yeah so i've been to i think it's seven um in my life so far which was so your I've favorite been, game been that lucky. you went to um a cowboys game at at&t surely yeah probably it was a thursday night game between the cowboys and um and washington football team and um they they played really well. Uh, they weren't they weren't expected to do as well as what they had been. And um, yeah, Kirk Cousins was at the was at the Washington Football Team at the time, and we sacked him. Took a couple of fumbles and got into a really early lead. Um, every game that I've sort of been to for the Cowboys um, has been a a like a pretty big win. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, I've been to I went to the Miami Dolphins Baltimore Ravens game in Miami in twenty fourteen. And then I went to the Cowboys Colts game in 2014, where we won the NFC Championship, uh, the NFC East Championship. 
Then I went to uh, the Washington football team and Dallas Cowboys game in 2014 as well. Then I went to the um, Cowboys-Washington game in Dallas in 2017. And then the Cowboys-Giants game in 2017. And then the uh, Tennessee Titans and Houston Texans game in 2019 in, in Nashville. So six games, sorry. Um, and then I've also had one, been able to go to one um, one college football game, which was the Big 12 championship game between TCU and Oklahoma um, when Baker Mayfield played at Oklahoma. So they're pretty good matchups. I just, I just love the atmosphere. And if, if you get down to the games, um, get down early, walk around the tailgating. People are quite yeah. nice. They um, they do chat to you, you know, easy to, easy to get beers. You can just buy beers from like a... a um, a petrol station over there and um you just go and walk around the tailgating and, and the car just, parks are insane yeah drink drink a few beers and start you know people people talk to you if you if you get into conversations with people it's it's great um there's also plenty of activities around some of the stadiums you know the college atmosphere was different to the nfl a bit more of a younger partying crowd um which was which is always fun um so yeah just my, my advice would be to, to get to a game, get there early, enjoy the whole experience of it. Um, it's very different than going to any sport here in Australia. You know, mm. We don't have the pre-game sort of hoorah that mm. they have. Um, you know, it's, it, it's fantastic. All right. Well, that's all the questions we've got for today. Cool. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks. Let me be your question reader. Will you come on next week? If you need me to. Okay. No worries. All right. Take it easy. All right, time for the extra point. So as usual, extra points where we cover the college football games that are going to be available to us um, in Australia. So it's a bit, a bit uh, all over the place at the moment with ESPN and um, you know the coverage of college football purely because of uh, UFC and Major League Baseball playoffs. Um, you know they're taking a bit of precedence over the college football being live, but there is plenty of football still to watch. It's just that odd times if, if you will um you know hopefully on ko it might be live um I, I didn't pay enough attention if i'm honest last week to see if some of the games that were being replayed were, were shown live on ko um as an option but yeah um first game is on friday at 5 p.m um obviously the game will be earlier in the day but at 5 p.m um, on ESPN, we have the one and four Navy traveling to three and three Memphis. Um, the line is minus ten and a half in favor of Memphis, who are two and four against the spread this year. Navy are actually playing some decent football, and and in the last two weeks, um, they beat UCF thirty four to thirty, and then lost to number twenty four ranked SMU last week thirty one to twenty four. Memphis has come off three losses in a row, and so therefore I, I actually like Navy to cover the spread in this game. Um, but college football is not really my strong point in terms of betting. So um, you know, a lot can happen. It is it is such a such an interesting sport when it comes to home field advantage and stuff like that. And, and um, you know, the way that teams playing these are college athletes, so some of them aren't as consistent as um, you know the NFL players. Um, Okay, so then and then we on Saturday we have Oregon versus California at two p.m. Um, the one and four California travel to number nine, uh, four and one Oregon on Saturday. The line is minus thirteen and a half in favor of Oregon. 
Um, Oregon came off an overtime loss to Stanford and they'll obviously be eager to bounce back at home. So I, I would look for that. Um, the next game is uh, unranked Clemson versus Syracuse on Saturday at 9 p.m. So a 3-2 and two Clemson visit 3-3 three and three Syracuse. The line is minus 14 in favor of Clemson. Uh, this has been interesting given Clemson have been struggling to score points all season. And Syracuse is coming off uh, um, a, lo- a couple of losses against some decent teams, including a 33-30 th- um, loss against Florida State and a 40-37 to loss against number 19-ranked Wake Forest, or at that time, number 19-ranked. Um, so this game seems to be a lot closer than the minus 14-point line, in my, in my opinion. So it could be a good one to watch. Um, I know that Syracuse has always kind of played well against Clemson, even when Clemson had some star-powered teams, uh, and, and especially at the Dome in Syracuse. Um, sort of place that, that Clemson like to play. So, um, and then on Sunday at the 3 a.m. games, which are live, we have uh, the first game will be number 24 and 2 Florida travel to 3 and 3 LSU um, with the line favoring Florida by 10 and a half. One of, uh, one of Florida's losses was a hotly contested game against Alabama where they only lost by two um, to the previously unranked, uh, previously ranked number one team. So um, I do like Florida. In, in that game. Um, then we have UCF uh, traveling to the number three, five and O Cincinnati uh, Bearcats. And the line is minus 20 and a half in favor of the Bearcats. Cincinnati are four and one against the spread this year. And have been playing some really high scoring football, which will favor them. Um, then in the afternoon windows, we've got uh, Purdue um, taking on number two ranked Iowa. And so that's a three and two Purdue traveling to six and zero Iowa, and there is a minus eleven and a half point favorites at home, which I, I think is probably rightfully so. Um, there's also a game at two p.m., which is minus, um, which is number eighteen, five and one Arizona State um, taking on the three and two Utah Utes. There seems to be a zero point line here, so a pretty even matchup according to the bookies. But I do like head coach um, Herm Edwards who is the head coach of Arizona State and is pretty famous for his coaching display. Um, and they're playing and have been playing some really good football for the last couple of years. So pretty keen to see see that game. And um, I think Arizona State will probably take that away. Um, now, yeah, the, the previously number one ranked Alabama went down to Texas A&M last week. That, this game, um, they're, they're taking on the 3-2 and two Mississippi State. Um, and this one will be replayed at 8.30 p.m. on the Sunday night. Um, so five and one, number five ranked now Alabama. Um, this is another tough SEC road match, ro- like road game for Alabama, who came off their first loss um, to an unranked Texas A&M in a few years um, last week. The line is minus 17 in favor of Alabama, which is probably fair given they're coming off a loss and are still a great football team. Although Mississippi State is coming off a bye and their last win was against A&M in Kyle Field, which is what, Alabama couldn't do last week. So this could really prove to be a tough game for Alabama who have not lost back-to-back games since 2007. So, um, you know, I, I do think Alabama bounced back, but these these SEC schools and their big stadiums and, and loud crowds and stuff like that, if, if, you can stay in, if you can stay in a game with Alabama, it can turn into a real tough position for, um, for, that, for, the, for Alabama. And... Um, you know, Bryce Young's playing some really good football, but he's also uh, he's quite young. He's a freshman. You know, he 
you know, it, it's it's something that you've got to learn to to deal with. Um, so that that can always make it a bit bit of an extra um, an extra advantage for the home team. Um, and then at ten thirty p.m. on Sunday, obviously another replay. We have three and two TCU traveling to six and zero, number four ranked Oklahoma. Oklahoma are coming off a fantastic win against Texas in the Red River rivalry, which is one of my favorite rivalries in college football. Although I don't actually fully trust Oklahoma, um, they have shown great adversity uh, throughout the season with a comeback last week against Texas and then the overtime wins earlier in the season. It'd be really interesting to see what their head coach Lincoln Riley does at QB as Spencer, Spencer Rattler has been struggling of late and they relied on Caleb Williams to come off the bench and lead the comeback um, who I thought played really well. The line is 13 and a half in favor of Oklahoma. Uh, another game to mention is number 11, Kentucky, going to number one ranked Georgia on Sunday at 6.30 a.m. Unfortunately, it's not a televised game, but you know you might be able to find a stream somewhere or um, find a way to watch it. Georgia's defense has been fantastic all year. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see their matchup with Alabama, which I think would be the SEC championship game. Um, could may not be, though. So just be interesting to see how they how they um, how they finish up the season with with their defense being so good and obviously JT Daniels playing some good football um, and their offense being you know scoring scoring enough points and plenty of points when they have to so um, yeah some good college football matches matchups this week. So for the two minute drill today, I thought I'd talk about two random little things for you. Um, the first one is the international series and obviously how the NFL has taken games overseas. Um, like I mentioned before, briefly, um, I just wanted to give a, a quick sort of rundown of a few different things. So like games that the NFL's had overseas, um, plenty of games in Europe, including games in Ireland, um, Germany, um, even Sweden, and then obviously heaps in, in the United Kingdom at the moment or in, in London at the moment. Um, you know, they also travel to Canada um, for preseason games every now and again and stuff like that um, and take a game to Mexico. Uh, if you didn't know, there was one game, one preseason game in um, Australia in 1999 between the Denver Broncos and the San Diego Chargers. So it'd be really interesting to see if they, if they can go back there. And there's also um, in the early 2000s, there was uh, games in Japan. So um, yeah, like I, I think it's a great thing for the game, but I do think that there needs to be more um, more creation of atmosphere through like a home game. You know, you should be able to um, create like emulate crowd sounds on third down, on fourth down, really expose the atmosphere of a home game. And I think people will be easily influenced by that and and they'll cheer themselves if you tell them how to do it. Um, but I think that that's just important because it's part of the atmosphere of football. You know, anytime that you go to a, a football game overseas um, in America, you know, one of the best things about it is is this too is tailgating and it's just the atmosphere inside the stadium and the noise that you get you know it's one of the loudest things that I've, I've ever been to um so there's that and then the other thing i wanted to chat about um is something different but if you follow it in in, a, in america and something that i find interesting is nfl tv ratings this year um they're up nine percent from where they were last year and um the average the average viewership of, of the NFL games is 19 million people, um, which, like, you know, it's almost the, the the population of Australia. So 
Um, I kind of think that's pretty cool. Um, lately, the the leader for the games this year and one of the biggest games in the history of the NFL was um, Tampa Bay and New England last week on Sunday night. And that capped a viewership of 26.75 million, um, which is fantastic. You know, like the game the game is massive over over in the states and it's just really interesting for me to work to hear about um hear about you know more than the population of australia watching an nfl game you know i don't know if that's something that you guys appreciate but that's something that i i, I think of and obviously you know comparisons to populations is a big thing um but i just think it's cool and then uh and, and then secondly the 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 season um, kickoff was twenty four point eight one, so that was the second highest rated game this this year. So, um, yeah, I thought there were some cool things to share with you guys. Thanks for joining me today, guys. Um, that, that's uh, that's it for week five of the uh, first and goal podcast. Uh, as I, as I mentioned before, I'm David Haslam. Um, let me know if you guys are enjoying the podcast. Uh, if there's anything you guys want to hear. Um, or, or even if you just want to have a chat about football, you know, uh, I'm a pretty easy going person and um, love to hear from you guys. So um, feel free to feel free to message me on um, Instagram or on Facebook. Um, you know, I've sort of kept this as a as a small um, a small listening group at the moment with just the fact that I, I've released it on on my own social media accounts and haven't really shared it um, on like NFL fan pages or anything like that. The reason for that is for for me to um, me to try and sort of build a, a program that that um, draws in more listeners and and you know if, if any input um, I'd be happy to hear it. So um, yeah, anyway, enjoy enjoy your weekends and um, the the week of football ahead. You know, get up early on on Sunday and watch the London game if if you're interested in that sort of stuff. Um, and um, yeah, enjoy enjoy the week of football. Thanks.